one is allowed to teleport but me! <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna kill me! Josh just spit Snapple all yeah. over his back. I yeah. did spit on my man. <laughs> Welcome to the Kindred Spirit Podcast, a show all about the board game Spirit Island. Here we'll talk about analytics and strategies within the game, as well as a plethora of other topics that can be found within it. Today we examine the aspect cards for Shadows Flicker Like Flame, along with commentary from all of you! Yay! It's gonna be a good one! Okay, I've noticed that I've always started these last few episodes by saying, Alrighty, alrighty, oh, so listen switching. to this one, alrighty, listen to that one, alrighty, <laughs> fine, I'm gonna, <laughs> next one I swear, I'm gonna say something different. Okay. Affirmative, let's start. <laughs> Okie dokie. <laughs> Okie dokie. So, welcome to the episode for Shadows Flicker Like Flame. Community stuff. Alrighty, so Elephant in the Room is that Shadows Flicker Like Flame is the most subpar spear in the whole game and was in the most need of fixing. So, it is of no surprise that Shadows got not one, not two, not three, but, but four, four aspect cards. This is a joyous thing, and yet it is also not a surprise to anyone in the Spirit <laughs> Island. <laughs> the ones that play Spirit Island often. That said, Shadows does have a lot of really cool capabilities in the late game, and does have a lot of value that is worth salvaging. So, today we will be going over hmm. all of these new aspect cards that can revitalize the Spirit, and give them that adrenaline boost into the B and maybe A tiers, depending on how good you are with some of these. So, Let's start with C. <laughs> <laughs> you know, optimism. Yeah. I was trying to... Oh, well. Baby steps. A slightly passable tier. There yes. you go. Anyway, so Shadows got four aspect cards. They got Reach, Madness, Amorphous, and Foreboding. Those last three increase the complexity of the character, oh. while Reach, of all things, lowers the complexity. What's lower than low complexity? <laughs> Lowest. This is the first spirit that actually lowers their complexity. We've had other spirits where it keeps it the same. Yes. The aspect card that comes in makes the character the same complexity, but we've never had one that's lower. So what in the world? What's lower than low? Is this super low? Non-existent? <laughs> like, so many training wheels there's training wheels on both sides of the bike. Like, this is like, yeah. It's like a six-wheeler. Like, you just play downgraded Monopoly. it into one of those like, It plays itself. Like, <laughs> yeah, you don't even have to yes, do like those little, like You like can't fall out of this now. Those little electric SUVs that go like one mile an hour and you're like, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Look at Jimmy go. <laughs> Anyway, anyway, Reach. Let's get into Reach. So Reach replaces the special rule Shadows of the Dahan. It's called Reach Through Ephemeral Distance. Mm. Is that how you say that word? I think. Ephemeral? Ephemeral Distance. Ephemeral? Ephemeral Distance. Once per turn, <laughs> you may ignore range. Oh. This can be during growth or for a power. Anything for which there's a range arrow or the word range is used. It affects a single action of yours. Wow. So I like it, but it can only be done once. And it replaces Shadows of the Dahan. Fun fact, every single one of these aspect cards replaces this special it's rule. It's almost like the special rule was a bad one. <laughs> Well, we have, we've talked about that where we're like playing it and I'm like I don't like this I don't want to do this it's just Honestly, the pain for energy dumb. in the early yeah. game you're so broke you can barely use this if you do this ability a lot in the early game you're going to have no money yep and if you don't use it because you want to save your money then you're not using your special rule because I mean, with earth it's always being used as long as you yeah. have sacred sites oh, yeah. with river mm -hmm. right those are passive this yeah. is an active thing that you have to pay for that you have to pay for and you start off so broke. quick alright we're already off the rails how is this different <laughs> than Trickster who you also to pay for if you add want a secondary strife token add a secondary strife token well i think that strife works just a little bit differently in a gameplay style it's a bit more flexible because mm. i think it'll be easier to throw strife tokens on bad guys out there but conversely shadows of the dahan says whenever you use a power you may pay one energy to target a land with dahan in it regardless of that power's range mm. still really cool this is a sniper ability this will let you be like Whee! and just do like one of those gummy long shots across the map but Swish. it's Contingent on the fact that Dahan have to be there. So, how many times have you, when playing as Shadows, were like, quick, do this thing, even if it's far away? <gasps> oh, no Dahan there. Yeah. Well, crap. 
and you look and okay, well maybe the Dahan's over there, and there's an explorer. Great. I have this three damage card. But and the it's not lore worried. of it's so cool of like there are campfires and oh, the shadows I love flickering, the lore. and then the, that's where the spear oh, is. Oh, the lore is so and if great. If you didn't have to pay money for it, it would be pretty cool. But it's that I'm broke and I can't. Yeah, do if this was I think for free, guys, it would be amazing. I think it's the starting at zero energy on the track. Mm. So when we get into our I analysis know. I know. of we're, shadows, we're I think <laughs> it is at that point that I will get into why shadows needs four aspects. And this one, I think, will just focus on the aspects themselves. But we'll reference, obviously, the characters' yes. weaknesses as to how these certain aspect cards help them. But Reach, is it once per turn? Is that like in the slow phase then, or no? It just says... Once per turn, so I think During that, growth or for a power. Right, phase and turn are two different things, so yeah. that's just the whole time. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. So yeah, that's all it does. It's really simple. Just one time? Once per turn, you may ignore range. Now, just like it said with the clarification, this can be for growth or for a power, anything that uses a range arrow. So that's really flexible. It's nice for being able to be like, yeah! and going like across <laughs> the map for placing a presence, or like it said, for an innate or for a power. So depending on what powers you find, that could be really useful. So there is a definite use there, and it's really flexible and it's really easy to understand, especially for someone who's brand new. Even though this character was low complexity already, they did say that even though there are four low complexity spirits with lightning, river, earth, and shadows, shadows is the most complex of those low complexity mm. people. So this would maybe bring shadows down from the top of that podium of the most complex low complexity guy yeah. to maybe actually the lowest low, okay. or maybe more in the middle somewhere. Point being, reach is an aspect that makes shadows a little bit easier to comprehend. And, you know, I think I can agree with that because with a beginner, like you were saying, look at lightnings, look at earths and rivers special rules. None of them required you to act. It was all passive. Mm -hmm. So it's like, oh, there's this thing that's always there, always there, always there. And as you mentioned with shadows, it's like, well, for a new player, it might be kind of difficult where it's like, well, my special can only be used when I actually activate this thing. So now there's like this additional pressure of when do I do it? Was Mm -hmm. that worth it? Did I just waste an energy? Was that too much? Was that too little? Ah. I don't know. So for some people, this reach card may be actually pretty cool because you don't have to worry about the whole, did I do it right? Did I not do it right? When should I do it? Should I do it right now? I don't have any energy left. And, oh, well, I could have done this card, but I already spent my energy last turn. Bah! Because you, you know. were kind of using the special rule only once a turn anyway because you couldn't do it a lot because right. of the money. the money. Right. And so. jumping off of that, like lightning changes quite a lot about the fast versus slow. Mm-hmm. And so it can be confusing for mm-hmm. a new person who then is like, wait, everything's fast. Mm-hmm. And like you almost have to relearn that but with reach allowing you to only do it once per turn you still have to pay attention to range you still have to learn what range is just once per turn you get to ignore mm-hmm. it so nice i could make it easier it's solid for a, yeah it's solid sim- it's not crazy it's not striking me as like whoa but it's like yeah, yeah. nice it helps nice. so there's reach what about madness madness again it replaces the special rule shadows of the dahan and its new power is called shadows cast a subtle madness when you mm-hmm. add a presence during growth, you may also add one strife in that lance. And then, Hmm. you get a second rule. Glimpse of the shadowed void. When your presence is destroyed, if invaders are present, one fear per presence destroyed there. So, adds a little bit of fear and a smidgen of defense to the character. Yes. Mm -hmm. I find it interesting that's during growth. So you can't really spam this with, like, greens playing and your gift proliferation or something. Also, the growth options for shadows, they only have presence placing options where they can do one at a time. There is no double placing one. Mm -hmm. Which means that you can't add two strikes. At best you can only do one at a time. So I think this works probably the best with Concealing Shadows because that's the one that says that Dahan specifically mm. take no damage, mm-hmm. which is great, but I've used that card so many times where, yeah, the Dahan were cool and they were fine, but, what but then I got killed <laughs> and I... Blight came in. Yeah. Well, now I can maybe prevent Blight from happening. Maybe it's like a town and an explorer. Yeah. Well, I can go in there, strife the town, play this card, Dahan still don't die. Then the town is strifed when it attacks, nothing happens, only the explorer is damaged damage goes through. It's one, not enough. Mm-hmm. I'm fine. Dahan counterattack, and we're fine. There you go. And even if they did kill me, well, hey, at least this new power, Glimpse of the Shadowed Void, would give me some fear for losing my presence there. So this one's actually pretty cool in that regard, because I always look at shadows and shifting mem- 
memory like that. Or any other power that protects Dahan specifically, but not the land. Yeah. Because if you protect Dahan, cool, but that means that you're exposed. And so it's like, and I'm dead. Especially with concealing <laughs> shadows being range zero. Yeah, exactly. That's another reason why I feel as if this card, concealing shadows, mm-hmm. is buffed by this madness aspect. I kind of wish it was two fear if you lost a presence. One seems Yeah, that seems very really... Low. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. It it's not a lot gain from a lot that's getting lost. So. Yeah. How often do you lose two presents? Right. I don't know. Anyway. Oh, well. So there's madness. That's madness. not crazy to understand. This one does increase the complexity. Yep. I guess you'd be considered a moderate spirit with this. So you get to add one strife when adding a presence. That's not a lot. Especially in late game when there's more than just right. one building. And this would be very nice early game. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, strife is the easiest of the tokens to add, and it's the most temporary. <laughs> so it's like, uh... uh All right, how Shadow's doing, guys? <laughs> <laughs> not great, Bob. Okay. <laughs> Not great, <laughs> Ryan. Save us. In my opinion, I do honestly think that amorphous and foreboding are probably the better two of the four. That's my opinion, of course. We shall see what you all have to say about that. Alrighty, let's look at Amorphous. Once again, this replaces Shadows of the Dawn. With Amorphous, you gain this cool new special called Shadows Partake of Amorphous Space. It says, during each fast phase, you may move one of your presence to an adjacent land or to a land with Dahan anywhere on the island. Then, during each slow phase, you may do the same thing. You may move one of your presence <laughs> to an adjacent land or to a land with Dahan anywhere on the island. This power is awesome, I think. This one, I think, is actually really cool. So you get to do it twice. Reach only allowed you to do that effect once per turn. This Mm -hmm. one lets you do it twice. Once in the fast phase, once in the slow phase. This one honestly reminds me of Mist a lot because this gives Shadows Flicker Like Flame some mobility. And you know me, I really like people that have mobility. Because when you look at the starting hand for Shadows Flicker Like Flame, they have two cards that are range zero. So when you have a character now that can have some reliable, consistent mobility, range zero cards are now fantastic. When you are going through the minor and major power deck, you're going to be finding these range zero cards and you're no longer going to be going, eh. Mm -hmm. Look at them because it's going to be like, oh, hey, sweet. I can get there. I can get there. We talked about using steam vents with downpour and even starlight. We talked about using quicken the earth struggles with trickster, being able to move and use these cool cards. And usually they're cards that are like, eh, you know, because yeah, the effect is cooler than usual, but it's range zero, so the card's riskier than usual. So then then I'm looking for reaching graphs right. to make the card effective. <laughs> Furthermore, you keep the cool Shadows of the Dahan theme. You're with them, your buddy-buddy with the Dahan, because you can go to one adjacent land or to a land with Dahan in it anywhere on the island. And where would Shadows be? With you know, the with the There would be campfires. by campfires, yeah, yeah. where the Dahan are. So it makes perfect sense. And the original Shadows of the Dahan special rule carried that theme with it. I think this does it better. And I think this one does it as well because your shadow's flickering like flame. You're flickering. You're dancing shadows. It makes sense for you to move a little you're bit. Here a moment, Especially when you, you have know. some of your best cards are range zero. Right. So they're very right. ineffective if you can't go all over right. the place. We played this Spoilers. last night. <laughs> I will spoil this because otherwise I will forget. I used this with concealing shadows which now you're going to tell me I did it wrong but oh, it was range zero. <laughs> it was range zero but what I did you was I played the card and then since we're still in the fast phase, played the card and then noped out so that I left That's fine. the it says take no during damage, each fast phase. but I wasn't there anymore. Yeah, yeah. It just you says during right? the fast okay, phase good. and good. likewise during the slow phase. Please stop cheating during the <laughs> 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 Well, no, it's true. We when you look no at credibility. shadows, <laughs> they do have a lot of Ryan's like, I'm sure you guys won. <laughs> <laughs> wink, wink. <laughs> but Shadows already has a few Dahan manipulating powers with their cards, so it makes sense that you can go ahead and use these Dahan to move them, then put a presence where these Dahan are, so you can be like, yoink, 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 mm-hmm. yoink, and kind of zip around the map a little bit, which is fun. Also, you can have the wonderfully coveted, what I called the term matrix dodging, that Ooh. Mist matrix can dodging. do. Yes, Mist does this, where Mist will play a card and move out of a land, then the land blights, then the slow phase, get right back in. <laughs> so you can do 
that with a more. You literally can do that. <laughs> you like, really can. Oh no! Remember how we're talking about concealing shadows? How the Dahan take no damage. Hooray! It's range zero. Okay, cool. Play this card. Then ah! Get, get out. out. Then they do damage. Sure, the land blights, but you moved out of there, so you didn't die. What and was then, the original strategy with this card with shadows? You would in have the to play your state. special rule and pay money, so <laughs> this zero cost card would turn into a one cost card. Yeah. <laughs> But then, anyway, going back to my analogy, after... We all hate original shadows. After <laughs> the Dahan stayed alive because of concealing shadows and the bad guys attacked, didn't do any damage to the Dahan, but blighted the land, but you were fine because you were out of there. Then in the slow phase, yeah, you can come right back in. <laughs> I'm back. I'm back, babe. So anyway, that's like a fun little thing, and I call that the Matrix Dodge. That's something that I do all the time. We with should Mist. do like a Matrix a, theme, or like a mobile team. Thunderspeaker, yeah. Mist, Many Sharp oh, Fangs. Laura loves Many Minds. I keep forgetting about Many Minds. Sharp Fangs, Many Minds, specifically Amorphous Sh- Shadows, Shadows and Mist. Mist. Okay, yeah. cool, cool. Like, isn't Downpour also pretty mobile? If you make it a five and six player game, let's get Trickster and Starlight or Downpour or. <laughs> Downpour, yeah. Yep, downpour moves a lot. That's true. And if you build Starlight, Starlight can move just as much. I like my heavy stars. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) My thick boy stars. I'm more of a small star, so I'm more of like a a sun. You're more like a Beetlejuice or something. Yeah, just beating up the galaxy. Beetlejuice shows up in Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, so it's the best one. Oh, I love Hitchhiker's Guide. It's so funny. 42. Anyway, so there is Amorphous. Amorphous. I really do think that it is a lot of fun. I haven't done any of these yet, but when I get to play Shadows with an Aspect, Amorphous is the first one that I'm going to be doing. Because I've played Shroud of Silent Mist a lot, and it feels as if this aspect, as I've said before, really compares to Mm -hmm. Shroud of Silent Mist. So I think I can make this work. Like, me with my skill set and my experience set, I can approach Shadows Figure Like Flame with this aspect to do quite well. That's what I do like playing with you, Ryan, when we just have some tough games going. The way you are able to think like three steps ahead and how you're going to move is very cool. It's incredible. Yeah. I thought it's a lot more fun than I originally thought it would be. It's kind of fun to be like, all right, when you have powers that are range zero and I got to get in there this turn and get out of there that turn and whatnot. It's just, I don't know, I really enjoy it. Yeah. So, and it's all thanks to Sharp Fangs. Sharp Fangs. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't start thinking like that until I started playing Sharp Fangs. So I was like, I really need to figure out how this guy works. And so I was just like, all right, let's just like do six games games with this guy. Yeah, I'll always remember our anniversary game that we had Ryan over and played for like, France. For France. Yeah. And Ryan played Sharp Fangs and just like beasted. It was like, literally, oh, this is how that guy works. It literally clicked yeah. for Laura. Right, and I had that incredible, that insane nine beast attack oh, in that one it land. Was so oh, cool. it was so great. It was really neat. Anyway, so there is Amorphous. What about foreboding? Foreboding replaces special rule shadows of the Dahan. <gasps> this. What a shock. It gives it a second and eight. It is called Stretch Out Coil of foreboding dread. It Ooh. is fast power. Ooh. Range two, which is nice. Yeah. Target land any. If you have two air, your other powers may ignore range when targeting the target land. That's cool. It is. One moon after an action, just any action, generates mm-hmm. fear in target land including from destroying town slash city. Push up to one explorer per fear or one town per two fear. You may mix and match. For two fire, you will get one fear. Plain simple. If you have two moon and four air, two fear. If you Second. This is a very loaded innate power. This is an incredible innate power. And a lot of these low complexity spirits have an aspect that gives a secondary innate. And of the four for shadows, yeah. this card is the only one that adds a new innate power. But it's insane, and it's actually pretty easy to trigger as well. Two I- air, and then for level two, a single moon? A single moon. And I Literally like every it's... single one of your cards that you start with has a moon. And when you think about it, I like that it's after an action. It's not after your action. Your action. It could be yeah, anyone. Be anyone's. So first mm. off, level one, your other powers may ignore range when targeting the target land. So you keep that theme of like shadows Skipping being... range. Yeah. So if one of your powers can make it, then another one can. Like concealing shadows. Right. Which is originally mm. range zero, like we discussed, but now can be totally fine. Yeah. Which is dope. Then like you said, after an action, generate
generates fear. I'm sorry, doesn't this innate power generate fear in his later levels at level three and four? Right. So obviously you can, but how many times does Mist generate fear? Or right. Think of anyone, Sean right. Fangs. They're like, boom, thanks for that fear. I'm going to push an explorer now. Mm-hmm. It's one of those self-fulfilling prophecies, and I couldn't help but think of like my favorite one, where it was a uh, it was on Facebook, and it was Denethor's Facebook, and it was like this post. I have this idea, and if I get one like on this post, I'll send my son up to try to take Osgiliath. And then Denethor likes, likes this. Yeah. And then the top comment is Denethor. All right, then. <laughs> Just trying to get rid of Faramir. If I get one like. If I get at least one like, I'll send Faramir to retake Osgiliath. Denethor. He likes it. All right, then. <laughs> so, in my arm. after an action generates fear, and then this power generates fear. All right, All then. Right. <laughs> Explain to me the mix and match. I just want to make sure I'm understanding that correctly. The whole push one explore per fear or yes. push one town per two fear? You may mix and match. Does that mean, like, can I use this? If you had three fear, it's not, oh, sorry, you chose to move explorers, so you can uh, only move explorers. Okay, or, oh, sorry, you chose to pick towns, so you can only mix towns. If you have three fear, you, you can, can do move both. one town and one explorer. Okay, good. I think that's nice. what they're referring to. I think that's that what makes it means, sense. too, yeah. mix and match. Because mm-hmm. I have played this with Ryan. I just want to make sure I was doing it correctly. Because mm-hmm. I did do that. And I really like that destroying buildings also counts. Yeah. This could be really really good when playing with Bowden, with oh, Nightmare, yeah. with Ocean. You can use this on Lightning. someone like Lightning who just blows something up or Thunderspeaker blowing something up. It's flexible. That's what I mean. Like, whether it's a fear person or someone doing damage. A damage dealer or a fear person, you can make use of this. Unless we forget the original innate power that also generates fear when you destroy explorers. So now you have two innates that generate fear. Bodan doesn't do that. Mm-hmm. This is a lot of fear. I know Bodan can get, like, cast down the Brian Deep right. and get, like, 40 fear if you attack a lot of cities. But this is very steady, I feel. Every right. turn, you're generating mm. fear. And one thing that is honestly super cool is that you can trigger level three with your starting hand. You can't quite do fully upgrade level four with your starting hand, but my point being is you can do level three, which is almost to the top mm-hmm. with your starting hand, which means you can be doing power card range ignoring. You can do movement of towns and explorers, and you can generate fear, all three of those things right from the get-go. Mm. Now, of course, when you get more card play, you'll be able to do this more efficiently and more reliably of course but still this is a multi-action innate that allows shadows to get some bad guy manipulation which is in the early game really important well that was the one thing i always struggled with with shadows i wish it was more like river where it could be explorer slash town mm-hmm. right. shadows was always just very focused on explorers but now with the one moon i can manipulate towns right and i mean you can just like play two cards bam i have level one and two there you go and you can move an explorer and and that means, hey, look, there's no more building there next turn. And when you and I did our two-player game where I was missed and you were Shadows, you played Shadows with Foreboding. I did. And it was incredibly useful when we were playing with another fear character in the form of Shadow Silent Mist because Silent Mist has a lot of cards that do fear. And so even if you weren't there, sometimes you would play Foreboding mm-hmm. on a land that I scared. And so since True. I scared them, you were able to push people, which was great. And when you have Shadow of Silent Mist moving explorers with Lost in the Swirling Haze constantly, and now you have Foreboding Shadows kind of doing the same thing with stretch out coils of Foreboding Dread. We were shuffling explorers all over the place. Right. And they were Stopping builds. Right, mm. which was really important for the scenario we were doing, which was the unique land types one. Very terrains? Yes. That's very a terrain. One. Oh, yeah. That one was kind of fun. But there were specific lands that you did not want them to go on because on some lands, the explorer is worse. On some lands, the, the builds build. are worse. And sometimes, on the other lands, Fizz the Ravage yeah, it is was always bad. So cascade. we didn't want them to build twice on the fertile wetlands, for instance. So it's like, no! So we would constantly <laughs> yeah. move people around. It was actually really good, really nice. That was actually a pretty cool combo that worked quite well, I think. I think this might be a good solo play option. Yeah. you can gather one explorer with your original Darkness Swallows the Unwary. Just gather one explorer. But now mm-hmm. with Reboating, you can push another one. So obviously on the arcade side, people only explore to two lands per board, mm-hmm. right? But if you stop two explorers from building, that's that stops that the build huge. in the next turn and that stops huge. the ravage in the next turn. You can stop 
every build in Ravage from here on out. It's pretty dope. <laughs> One thing that's really interesting that I think is really cool with this new foreboding power, if you look at its range, it is the best range power that Shadows has access to. Mm -hmm. The original innate had to come from range one of a sacred site, and all the other cards either targeted another spirit, were range zero, or range one. Mm -hmm. This one is range two. It does not require sacred site, but it's range two. It's the farthest reaching power they have. Yeah. So it's actually kind of nice, kind of refreshing also, in a way, because like you said, now even your cards that have range zero can now be pretty much considered range two, uh -huh. you know? Because your other powers may ignore range when targeting the target land. And it said powers, not, oh, only one of your other powers. As long as you're targeting that land? Yeah, it means your entire hand. Almost fair game. Seriously, yeah. So I think that's actually really cool. Each one of these has a flexibility. And shadows can add a presence three away, so you can really stretch yourself if right. you plan yeah. for it. Yep. Go three Kinda away like and then go two from that. lightning could do the add a presence two away, then with wind can increase your range by one. Mm -hmm. So you can move two away, then boost your range, and then get somewhere really far away. You can kind of do something similar here because add a presence up to three away, and that's a restrictions free three away, yeah. by the way. So three away, which is really far. Then from there, you have a range two power two that says that your other powers can ignore range. So you can go even farther. Yeah, so someone's you can like, have... can someone get over there? It's right. Like so that's five lands away. Five lands away way of coverage that you have. That's actually really nice. Yeah. That's really dope. And Amorphous can also do something like that if they can move or if there's a Dahan over there. Yeah! And just be like, <laughs> like, I'm over here, buddy. Have you ever seen the Pink Panther intro, like the original Pink Panther intro where there's all these doors and... Uh, you're, really? He's getting blank no, stares. but I've seen Monsters, Inc. with the doors. <laughs> the Steve Martin There you one? go. <laughs> I haven't seen that one well, either. Well, in the intro, you know that... Ba but I'm put up on copyright. Oh. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Anyway, bringing it to my analogy, you would see the Pink Panther walk behind one door, but he would appear behind another, mm. and then he'd walk behind that one and appear somewhere else. Somewhere else. Prestige all over again. On this door, Spoilers. all over. In a way, with Amorphous Shadows oh, yes. is doing that. Like, there's a Dahan over here? So am I. Wait, there's a Dahan way over there? So am I. So I'm it's like kind of grumpy because now Finder is less cool. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone can do what Finder can. <laughs> Amorphous can only be happened twice a turn. Once in the fast and once in the slow. John's getting all defensive over Finders. Like, hold me back. Hold me back, you bad mother. Only one teleporting spirit. No one is allowed to teleport but me. You're going to kill me. John just spit Snapple all over his mag. I did spit on my mag. Anyway, so... <laughs> I think it's cool that they found different ways to capture this idea of teleporting range, mm -hmm. whether it's the form of spending an energy to go where Dahan is, <laughs> or to go and do it once for free each turn, or being able to just, in the slow phase and fast phase, you can just teleport to where they are, yeah. or with foreboding, you can go, and if this power can make it, then your other powers can make it. Each one of those is a little bit different, but yeah. kind of cool. So, stretches the rules of range. So there you yeah. go. There is reach, madness, amorphous, and foreboding. Let's see what the people had to say. Let's see what the people had to say. Let's go into the numbers. What did Reddit have to say? Reddit, we had 42 total votes. Hmm. Laura, let us know how they voted. Well, they voted. Coming in at last was Madness with Ooh. 8 votes. Hmm. And then Reach and Amorphous split the next 21% each with 9 votes. So, so they tied. So not a lot each better. Each 9 votes. They okay. tied. Yeah, Reach and Amorphous. And then winning with 16 votes was Foreboding. 38% of the vote. To no one's surprise. Yeah, I'm not surprised that Foreboding won. I am really curious, though, at the other things. Madness was last. I'm fine with that. <laughs> I think I can agree, but Reach just seems so bland. I guess it is Maybe solid, it though. Like the, it makes it simpler for a new person. So, kind of streamlined, yeah, I guess. Like, at least it's better. My biggest surprise is that Amorphous was considered so bad, like, on the same par as Reach. I would personally consider Amorphous better than Reach. In I would opinion. agree with that. So, this is all very new content, and I feel like people aren't playing Aspects as much, much as, as new people. As yeah. new people. So, yeah. I think with more playthroughs, I don't know, the 
community might change or might have a different outlook later right. on. I think that's a good, interesting question for all of these, like, including in the vote somehow, like, did you actually play this? Or are you just reading the card? <laughs> <laughs> and going, I, I wouldn't like that. I hope they, yeah. Well, I mean, people <laughs> know what they like, and so you can come to a pretty accurate, I think, conclusion mm-hmm. as to what you're going to like. I mean, heck, I did that. Yeah, I think Amorphous was going to be my Madness, favorite. and I think it's the worst, so... <laughs> <laughs> but you know it's true like that's what people awesome always do we just like pass our opinions <laughs> that's true but some of like the detail things like you don't notice aspects about the card until yeah until you, you do it. it there's something to be said for actually doing it you know but I'm anyway. just trying to explain away why my favorite <laughs> is on the same level as Reach <laughs> is Amorphous your favorite maybe just because I played it last night so it's fresh in my it's mind very fresh yeah. <laughs> we all know my mind holds on to things not long <laughs> yeah ask Laura in a week Amorphous shows why what? <laughs> and she's like, what is this podcast you, you speak of? <laughs> well, I, I'm sorry, is that like a... <laughs> You've appeared many times. <laughs> anyway, so it's not surprising to me that foreboding took the lead on Reddit. Because if I'm being honest, I really do think that foreboding is the best and would be the best. Just because I think having two innates for these low complexity characters are really, really nice. Really add something. Yep. Mm-hmm. That said, I still think I'd prefer travel river over sunshine river yes i know sunshine adds a second innate but this it, one's like yeah yeah it gets rid of luna vigor so i don't like it <laughs> one oh. thing i'm addressing your comment here okay. because it made me think of something and i'm agreeing with you but when people open up jagged earth they see 12 new spirits and yeah. they're like oh let's look at these cool new people but like you said with the aspect that's not as dramatic because in effect we're getting 11 new characters from the aspect because there's 11 new aspect cards so that's 11 new low complexity people. That's a good point. Or sorry, 11 new spirits, some of which become moderates with their new aspect cards. But you get what I'm saying. I still think, though, that people would rather have a character that is completely new instead of a modified existing character. Mm. So in effect, we're not getting 12 new characters. In a way, if you want to look at it this way, we're really getting 23 new characters. Which is awesome. Anyway, BGG! Anyway, <laughs> so let's see what Board Game Geek had to say. So on Board Game Geek, the last place was Reach with 6.3%. Whoa. I believe on Reddit you said that... And madness was the last. Madness was 19%? Yes. Yeah. Ooh. So yeah, 6.3% of the vote went to Reach on Board Game Geek. Then in third place was Madness at 18%. Then in second place was Amorphous at 25%. Nice. Much better. Thank and you. then Laura Foreboding was taking <laughs> the lead... <laughs> <laughs> Foreboding took the lead with 50% of the votes. Whoa, so once again... Fitty. Fitty. Tree fitty. Anyway, wow. so once again, Foreboding took the podium here. Although, in my opinion, I feel as if my emotions align more with BGG's results more than Reddit's. Because Foreboding was the clear winner. Mm-hmm. Then Amorphous mm-hmm. was the clear second. And then Madness was third and Reach was fourth. And those are my opinions as well. Now, those, of course, are my preferences and opinions. That's not yours. There is no way to say which one is the best because that's pretty much a subjective answer Mm -hmm. because you could be really good with one strategy where someone else is good with another so if both of you are successful then hey it doesn't really matter who was better because you both won so you both won yay cooperative (laughs) everybody gets a trophy I really do think foreboding is probably the more successful one but I think I myself would have more fun with amorphous which is why I like amorphous and I kind of have this vein in my body which is like a fan of the underdog in life whenever there's a thing that isn't super popular. That's why you like to play Incineroar. Yeah! Wait. <laughs> hey! Incineroar's fun! trash. Dark is married. Smash Bros humor. <laughs> Once again. Dark pit. <laughs> I don't know. I guess the reason why I like these underdog characters is because maybe it's like I feel as if there's this thrill of finding the diamond in the rough and finding something that everyone else ignores Mm -hmm. and making it work with something that no one else uses. And that makes me unique. That makes me shine light on something that isn't getting any credit. And so I feel as if that's kind of the emotion behind it. Maybe I'm not trying to do a deep dive on the etymology of why I have this feeling with various things. But I really do think and I honestly do believe I can make the distinction that for both 
Odin probably will get you more success than Amorphous will because it's doing a lot more. Amorphous lets you move. Hooray! Foreboding lets you ignore ranges uh, with some strings attached, of course, yeah. with your powers at least, but it lets you move people. It generates fear. This is really nice. Yeah. And Amorphous lets you move and let you teleport. No, Amorphous is not letting you change the range on any of your cards, but that's okay because you yourself are moving. Yeah. I have a lot of fun with that personally. Like we said earlier, I really do appreciate mobile characters, so mm -hmm. I think I'll have more fun with Amorphous, but I think I would succeed with Foreboding more often. I think Foreboding is easier to measure how much more you're doing with the fear and with mm -hmm. the control. I think Amorphous, it's hard to measure how much more you're doing to affect the game, but I yeah. think mm -hmm. it is like game state you are having, mm -hmm. I don't know, more effect on as well. It's just mm -hmm. hard. You can't be like, oh, I got two fear from Foreboding. Yeah, I yeah. would agree. I think they're so, both good is what I'm saying. Yeah, but according to Board Game Geek, Foreboding and Amorphous are the best of the four. Those two are the top two, and I would, would agree. agree with that. My opinions would also align with that. Well, we got some opinions from the Reddit some comments. Let's get into it. Babe, read them. I have three comments. Oh. Well. <laughs> One from J-W-A-M-Y-R. Jawamir? Okay. As someone that only has the base game, these seem really cool. Yeah. And that's the comment. Hey, Bless up, Jawamir. Jawamir. They are cool. It is cool. They are amazing. They are, in fact, really cool, both for what they do and the door of possibilities that they open up for future content that's going to come in with the game. I that think. is one thing, like, I forget that people are still either getting the base game or only have the base yeah. game. So, JK Mushi. <laughs> Mushi. Mushi. JK Mushi. JK Mushi, I love your name. I that love is these so funny. names. Mushi. Having picked up Spirit Island a couple months ago, I played Shadows quite a lot. Why? A lot of people actually do. Shh, I like Shadows at first. Jonathan Start did. Over. John Start did. Over. James did. And would love for it to feel a little less underpowered. We all mm. feel the same way. Yep. I'm yep. eagerly awaiting the retail release of Jacketer to get my hands on these. Mm -hmm. Based on the spoiler results, is it just Madness and Reach that will be in the Jagged Earth box? We have an answer to that. You get all four. That's right, baby. J.K. Mushi, you're going to love these aspects. They really do change the spirit for the better. Mm -hmm. Hey, seriously, it's a single shadows. card. Find a PDF and it's print good. it. Oh, it's Smart. really easy. Yes, it's not the real thing, but Write it's one card. Write the details on a post-it note. Yeah, you can literally just listen to what we said, put on an index card, and place it on top of the yeah. special power. No, it's not yeah. the real card, but you can get this experience pretty early. Because I'm going to head over to the Reddit and comment that on J.P. Mushi's <laughs> right now. I have one last comment hmm. uh, from Reddit. From a one... Eric Royce? Wait, who? Oh? What? <laughs> Eric Royce was talking about Reach here. Oh. Reach looks like not much of a balance change, but it turns out to be pretty relevant, at least at high level of play. Over the past year, one playtester played all two spirit pairings where at least one spirit was Jagged Earth slash Promo 2. All versus the same adversary, Scotland 6. They included both base shadows and reach shadows separately. So there is a total of 25 total spirits and 144 total games. Wow. That is a lot for a playtester to do, too. Yeah. It's okay. like your daily game. Yeah. Every, <laughs> you had to do more than, I don't know, a yeah. couple of days. That's a lot. Anyway, yeah. good job on that playtester. When they totaled up victory stats, base shadows was a clear outlier. Oof. Games with it had much lower win percentage than any other spirit did, but reach shadows, while still on the low side of normal, was grouped with the others. I can't remember the precise numbers, but it was something roughly like most spirits have a win rate of the range of 75 to 100%. Base Shadows was at 30%. No. Yeah, Reach Shadows was at 75%. Hey. Really drastic. Yeah. I expected there to be a noticeable difference, but quite startled at the magnitude of that difference. End quote. Yeah. I'm not surprised by any of that. Yeah. yeah. For real. There's a <laughs> The state of Base Shadows. 45% and... jump yeah. of win rate? Well, wow. Reach is for free. Shadows of the Dahan isn't. That's huge in the early game i know it's one energy but with energy gain as crappy as the start. for this character and how bad it is spending one energy when you want to be saving your energy for other things that's true ryan you think like saving one energy is not that big a deal but when you're yeah you have one card that's free yeah. all the rest are money. cost you money yeah. and how much money do they cost one the same cost as your power so your... now you get to do your power for free and maybe yeah. play another card right cost the same as your innate it's crazy just like special that special rule that one change 
changes yeah, that much. It really does. So I guess that's the defense for Reach. At least like it helped this one playtester. Yep. I'm guessing that if they could dial back the clock and go back in time, they might make Reach the actual original special rule. Mm. You know what I mean? I, I think can that's see a that. mic drop right there. I think that is like... Well, wouldn't you agree? No, I think you just hit the nail on the head. Like you yeah. said it perfectly. Yeah. That probably should have been the rule. Yeah. Anyway. Thank you, Eric Rice. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm sure you have some other thoughts about this game. <laughs> 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 Which one if this dude played him or if he's just looking at the cards? <laughs> Thanks for following up on the rest. <laughs> Hope to hear more from you. <laughs> Anytime you want to talk. <laughs> I just folded up my rug from like bowing down <laughs> just a moment ago. <laughs> we love your game. <laughs> anyway, now going on to Board Game Geek's comments. So, Kerrigan has a few thoughts. They say, am I alone in thinking that the new... Ignore range once per turn rule for shadows should just be used as a replacement for the innate that was printed on it originally. <laughs> well, hey, that sounds familiar. It makes a spirit, one, easier for new players, two, more flexible, and three, straight up stronger because you already got a low energy economy. Mm. So while the base rule can be used frequently, in reality, it doesn't really come up often. While the new one, it just works. And shadows can use the tiny nudge in power anyway. I 100% agree. With the coincidental nature of how this comment fed into my last comment, this feels as if Kerrigan is like commenting to what I just said on the show. (laughs) Hey, I already said that. (laughs) It happened to be exactly what I was saying. But that's perfect. No, I 100% agree. And the comments here are the exact same. I do think it'd be easier for new players. I do think it's more flexible. And I do think it just straight up makes it stronger. Like Eric said, the win rate went from like, what, 30? to 75? Yeah. Yeah, that's like 45% right there. Against Scotland 6. Yeah. <laughs> Scotland 6 is hard. <laughs> Woof. Anyway, Andre comes back. They're the ones that told us about the whole lightning immense was oh. originally a aspect for everyone. Which was a cool Anyone? Fact. Yeah. yeah. So Andre is back again. Hello. And Andre says, Amorphous only moves your presence around. Foreboding, however, is a Swiss army knife that helps with range, pushing invaders, and generates fear. Well, Madness just places Strike for free. So, from that comment, it sounds like Andre likes foreboding the most, and I agree. Mm -hmm. And the fact that it's a Swiss Army knife. Yeah, Amorphous just moves you around. That basically means your powers are going to be a lot cooler. Yeah, I just feel like Amorphous is just so much behind the scenes that it's hard to, I feel as if Amorphous is like a dark horse. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm. I think it's still really strong that we're just not getting enough credit for it. But yes, foreboding is dope in the fact that it gives you backout manipulation, fear generating, and it lets you ignore ranges with cards. That is really cool. I think characters that have multi faceted innates are really strong. Mm. Fangs has some of those. Mm -hmm. Mist has that. Lure probably has the most we talked about. So then James comes and finishes up. You remember James. We love James. We like James. James was the one when we were talking about Travel River and Sunshine River and whatnot. You're like, James is knocking it out of the park. I do like, well, basically because we agreed. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. Oh, that's James. Yeah. Yeah, that's okay. James. Anyway, James says, I think the only issue with foreboding is the two air requirement for the range extension. It can sometimes force your hand just to meet it. I'm sure that's my most frequent misplay when I first started it. It's a lot of tiny thresholds to check. You know, that's actually kind of a really interesting thing. When you look at foreboding, it has four levels, right. but they're not that hard to hit. It's weird to have small thresholds, but a lot of them. Because you'd be like, oh, I played a lot of cards. Which ones do I accidentally trigger? Oh, oh, oh. Oh, well, I technically did level three and two, but I never played two air. So I don't get any. Even though technically I got level two and three, but I had to do them in order. Ah! So you're like, get excited. Wait, these are easy, right? I remember I told myself these were going to be really easy. Which ones did I get? Oh. Whoops. (laughs) I didn't get any. (laughs) It kind of reminds me of Trickster where you can have like different elements. Mm -hmm. Uh, I I like the flexibility. I like the flexibility too, but I think I agree. It is strange to have this many levels on an innate that are so cheap. Mm. Because on one hand, that encourages you and it gets you excitement because, oh, I'm going to be doing this all the time. Which is true, but you still have to remember the order of which you get them. So you still want to be specific with how you play your card. You still need to think. So, but it is going to be easier than usual. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I'd agree with that. And I have yet 
get to play foreboding. So that would be my concern as well. So now I want to talk about which ones you guys have played as. I know that you talked about your Amorphous game. And John, I alluded to your <laughs> foreboding game. I but you talk about it. Like you spoke on earlier, you played Mist and I played Foreboding Shadows. Mm-hmm. I just felt more flexibility. I think what's tough with the original Innate is that tier system that you're talking about. Mm-hmm. And it's very difficult to sometimes get even the highest tier I almost never yeah. get. So I like having another option where I'm not only trying to look for moon or sun. I can get air or I can get mm-hmm. other powers that don't have to have fire on it. Mm-hmm. What is cool, I didn't get to this, but say you're playing a long game and you're getting pretty ranked up. I did the math. If you do everything where you generate all your fear, uh, your highest level of innates on darkness swallows, the unwary, and then stretch out the coils of foreboding dread and you play all your cards in one turn, you can get 16 fear. Dang. Oh my goodness. 16 fear. You Dang. could, if you're playing a four person game, you can get a fear card just by yourself. That's a Dang. lot of fear. From, all, from just from your starting hand and then foreboding and Oof. your innates. Dang. That's wow. actually really nice. Seriously, we were talking about how Pandemonium Lightning can get to 11 fear and how good that was. Yeah, 16. 16. And I forget that, yes, Shadows has struggles early on with energy, but Late game Shadows is really good. That ramps up. Right, 6 energy gain, 5 card play. Use growth option 3, you're getting 9 energy and 5 card play. 5 card play actually isn't super common. No, there's a lot of 4s, I feel. The reason why Shadows is frowned upon is because of that lackluster special rule Mm -hmm. with a hand of cards which isn't the most dramatic and a lousy early game which troubles your mid game but if you can slog through all of that you actually do get a really good powerful spirit right you can go for majors with this spirit like you say you can get nine energy it was a really fun game and we ripped through the fear deck because just being able to constantly generate fear obviously from miss but just me from foreboding or the first original innate it just felt like i was doing more with this spirit than i ever had before yeah so and that's ultimately what we're looking for we want to find a way and various ways to breathe new life into shadows Mm -hmm. we Mm want to find an excuse that actually warrants your time with hey i want to play this character the artwork was really cool i always liked the theme the lore but the gameplay was just so not my style or not as fun as these other characters that it was a shame that the character wasn't as good as other ones because there's some good things here that are worth salvaging and there's a late game that's pretty fun to experience once you get there. But, oh, it's such a slog. Well, now these new cards, these new aspect cards can really help you with that early game so that your mid game isn't as bad and you can get to your late game a little bit more reliably because you're actually going to be playing a game with this yeah. character. I mean, J.K. Mushy from Reddit said that. It's like, right. really like the spirit, but it felt lackluster. Right. Mm-hmm. So all the veterans out there will understand the angle we're coming from because a lot of them use shadows as well. It's mm-hmm. not like this character is literally useless. We're using these jokes with hyperbolic verbiage. Sure. To anyone who doesn't really play the game or hasn't played a whole lot, the biggest issue with this character, like we said, is that early game. And none of us are ignoring the actual use this character can have. It's just, this is a character that easily has it the hardest Mm -hmm. of all the other characters. So that is why you hear people making jokes about it. But there is a value there. Yeah. And we joke about this character a lot, and this is our Oliver Twist. <laughs> you know, a character that actually does have a lot of dreams and stuff and, you know, I mean, value, but everyone beats up on them for some look reason. Look at anyone's tier list ever that's ever posted ever. Yeah. Shadows is D. Shadows is really low. Yep. I mean, there was four aspects. No one got four except for this guy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is the most. There's a reason for that. I think this might be one of the best fear spirits now if played with foreboding. Mm. I think the town control really changes things. The extra fear. Mm-hmm. Reminds me a lot of Nightmare. Yeah. Amorphous makes you act a lot like Mist, mm-hmm. and Foreboding makes you act a lot like Nightmare. Because Nightmare is causing fear and is moving towns and explorers. Yep. Foreboding causes fear and moves towns and explorers. I know Nightmare can have crazy turns where you destroy two cities and get 10 fear. Yeah. That's crazy. Yep. Mm-hmm. But that's not consistent, I feel, as shadows can be. Quotation marks around the word destroy two, t- destroy. <laughs> two cities. Yeah. Because then they're also not taking it off the board. And yeah. you're playing, they remain. You're playing shadows you are also removing things yep. as well as getting all so good point i like actually being able to destroy things so and you still could arguably spirits. say that foreboding is a version of Bowden that can just kill people yeah that's what <laughs> you know that can, version in a way still if, if act like. like nightmare but also interact with the 
physical realm. Yeah. Yeah. So that's actually pretty cool because a lot of people are enticed by nightmare, but then they see the whole you actually can't kill people. Like you can't interact with the physical domain. They're like, oh. So that's why ocean really helps. Yeah. Mm. Yep. Like that. Laura, you played Amorphous. I will say my favorite time ever playing Shadows was when I just said, screw it, and played all of them at the same time. <sighs> Frankenstein. <laughs> Frankenmonster. I had no the idea what was going steroid on. Ridden. And I loved it. Hey, um, how did you... it's a board game. Do what's fun, man. I don't know like... how you even kept up with all the four rules. I did not. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like having this mental this image in my head Spirit of Spirit Island Freestyle Fridays at nine. I'm Join like, us babe, on Twitch. No, babe, we should, tonight we should each play the low complexity spirits with an aspect. And I was like, I don't wanna. He's like, let's do it. Let's do it. I'm like, fine. I'll play all of them. And so I had Earth and Shadows. I'm, just, I'm just having this checklist now. I'm trying to like figure which one of our wins are actually like wins. Not many. <laughs> no, many of them are. Wait, no. talk about the one card you picked up that helped you. Domesticated animals go berserk. Yes, ah, when I was yes. playing. And Morphous, um, because I could move myself all over the place. Domesticated animals go berserk. Costs one money. It is bird. Fast. It has a range of zero, Ooh. and it targets cities and towns. And it's one fear and defend five. But if you have three moons, you get to add a beast token. And literally every single one of Shadow's starting cards has a moon on Exactly. It. And then because it's range zero, I was playing Amorphous, which means that I was able to move, move all over them. the place. Yeah. So usually you pick up those range zero defend cards, and you're like, Seriously. oh yeah. That I can card use this in perfect. five places. But this time, it really was effective. And we weren't putting very many beasts on the board when we play with events. So, you know, it's always like yeah. the beasts, so they're not doing anything because we have two of them right. sitting yeah. over there in the mountain. Concealing Shadows is free. And Amorphous allows you to teleport where Dahan are. And mm-hmm. where do you want to have defense usually? Where the Dahan are. Where the Dahan are. And it's defense five. To be is... honest, I also think I half the time forgot that I could go wherever the Dahan were. Yeah. Hey, but moving to an adjacent land is still useful. I did do that You were moving a lot. So I was. But, we were like racking up the fear. But, so we only won because of Laura. <laughs> As always. Well, I was playing That's Earth. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I was playing Earth. Sometimes I just get in these modes where I'm just playing too stally. I just like let I, it build up. There is the temptation when playing a stall character to keep doing it. Yeah. And the problem is stalling do a problem doesn't right. Stalling only prolongs a problem. It doesn't solve it. Right. So the more you stall, the more you're going to need to. So I was playing and that's your the problem. stillness a lot. <laughs> and that's my only problem with that card. It's not an actual problem. It's just a concern, something that the player needs to be aware of. Mm-hmm. The more you play your perfect stillness, the more you use it, the more you need it. Right. And so it's like this drug where you're like, I don't want to become dependent on it. Oh crap, I'm depending on it. I'm like, well, I don't want you're to using gift this. of strength to copy this one. Stop, 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 <laughs> stop, stop. But so, luckily seriously, we had more generating fear to get, Domesticated get animals points. go berserk is so perfect because it's exactly what the character needs with the capability to go exactly where this character wants it to happen and can get Dahan counterattacking, which this character already has within their function anyway. And you mentioned it had a moon element, it also has a fire element, and that's yes. that is useful for that innate. So yes. it was pretty awesome. Yeah. Yep. I enjoyed when we get to analysis, one of the things we're gonna do is the cards that can be found in the major minor power deck that are just perfect mm. for certain spirits. This is one of them. For Amorphous Shadows, Domesticated Animals Go Berserk is one of the perfect cards. It won us the game. It really did. For Volcano, one is Gold's Allure. Mm -hmm. It's just perfect. Absolutely perfect. Storm Swath for Lightning, perfect. Jungle Hungers for Green, perfect. Perfect. Sweep into the sea. Tsunami for ocean. Perfect. Well, I could have a whole episode on jungle hungers. It is oh, just one of my favorite powers. Love that card. So cheap. So destructive. So wonderful. <laughs> anyway, so there you go. There are the aspects for Shadows Flicker Like Flame. Next episode, we're going to close this series out with Vital Strength of the Earth. I do think that Shadows is now viable for a lot of mm-hmm. things. I do think Amorphous and Foreboding, like we said, are the best, but I'm glad that we have choices now and flexibilities. And honestly, it's refreshing to have this character not be in the basement anymore. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's really nice to be like, yay, this character can actually be considered for things. Because when yes. we talk about analysis, the starting hand's pretty strong, especially with fear generation with Shadows. With these aspects, anyway. With the aspects. Yeah. Tied with the starting hand, it can go crazy. 
crazy. My favorite part about having shadows on the team in the past usually has been the downgrading. That's probably my favorite one. Crops, Wither, and Fade. Because that is so nice. It gets you two fear and you can downgrade people. Which it's, is so great for the purposes game when you're of... Like, we need to get oh, yeah. off the board. For the purposes of meeting terror level requirements, mm -hmm. oh. this card can just be like such a dark horse, wonderful boon to have. So anyway, there you go. Until next time, have fun gaming, y'all. Bye. Farewell. You're so awkward. <laughs>Thank you for listening to this episode of the Kindred Spirit Podcast. We appreciate you taking the time to do so. Feel free to visit us on our Instagram and Facebook page. You can find me on our Facebook page at the Kindred Spirit Podcast. To get a hold of John, check out our Instagram page at the KSP123. We look forward to hearing from you and seeing you in future episodes.